What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by TheCinematicReal.com. I am your host, Dave. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, we are past draft season, and now it is time for us to relocate our stress to another form, which is, I would say, Christmas for cinephiles each year. Yes, yes, yes. And live... From the most beautiful garage and biggest garage I've ever seen in my life, Mister Hunter Friesen. I know this is this is Jack explains Christmas. I wouldn't even miss this, even though I'm in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And too bad there's no video on this. I am in Shelno, Iowa, in a garage using 5G, not even internet, to call in here. That's how important this is for me. So, and I'm very happy that's actually working too. I was fretting the worst. And joining us once again, the guru of the Oscars. Mr. Sean Phillips with two S's at the end. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. Why is that? Uh, so, uh, yes, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a little bit stressed being called the guru of the Oscars because I'm just now going to just say that all of my picks are probably going to be wrong. <laughs> I, I love the confidence, Sean. love the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so today we are breaking down. We're finally here. The 95th Academy Awards are next sunday and we are here to predict every single category even the shorts um i would say that we went from a pretty predictable oscars to a couple of acting races that'll have us going crazy and turning grays and drinking beers and taking shots so that should be a fun 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 time before we get to the oscar prediction let's get into some of what we watch this week i'm gonna kick it off with jack because i've been kind of following his road this week in twin peaks and i kind of want to hear what his thoughts are now that he's done yes so i rewatched the original series of twin peaks uh well about 60 percent of it because after a certain episode of season two it kind of drops off when they lose you know the whole kind of plot line that originally got me into the show uh but the main reason i rewatched it is because i finally dove into twin peaks the return which (laughs) (laughs) i i just was not expecting like i had thought that twin peaks fire walk with me was the darkest thing that i had seen twin peaks related but i mean this kind of gives it a run for its money honestly and episode eight alone <laughs> I, I need to confirm but i hope that was the his submission it for was it was okay yeah. good good I, I knew he was up for directing and writing but i wasn't sure if he won but no it just is such an insane show um uh, him moving it to Showtime rather than network TV really allowed him to go full on David Lynch with some of the scenes in that show. Um, But I've got to say, just in terms of characters, I mean, just like the original series, Kyle MacLachlan as Dale Cooper just probably has solidified him as my favorite TV character ever. Dale Cooper just in general is someone who I love to watch, but in the return, he plays like three, four different characters and each of them are just really insane. I can't really 
talk about the characters themselves, but there's one character <laughs> named, named Dougie Jones, who at first was kind of a weird sell. Like, I really didn't understand, like, what the point of his character was at first, but, like, eventually I kind of just, like, started to like him and just, like, enjoyed seeing him. And I didn't get to see, you know, the Dale Cooper that I loved for a lot of the show, but when he does come back, is awesome. That was a great moment. And then I thought it, I, it didn't end where I thought it would end. That ending that kind of came yeah. out. Was... Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always thought, like, I when I first watched The Return, I thought that would be the ending. But then I actually prefer the ending we got for reasons that revolve spoilers, and I don't want to spoil yes. anything. Uh, I thought it's perfect. It reminds you a lot of The Sopranos. Sure. That ending, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, and it's, oh, go no, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and it's still kind of ambiguous. Also, Very. like... I I don't think it would happen, but I mean, David Lynch has expressed interest in another Twin Peaks, although he did say it probably wouldn't be for a bit. But uh, now to convince Hunter here, would you say that episode eight is his tree of life? Ooh, wow, you're, I, you're hitting you're hitting I, like I might like I might like that. I was gonna say I might like that comparison more than the 2001. Yeah, that's actually a. a Really good comparison. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Is, so, is, so is this what you were talking about before we got on to convince me to watch it? No, I literally just thought of Tree of oh, okay. Life right now while while, yeah. while, okay. while we were talking. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've always been interested in Twin Peaks and watching it. So I, it's one of those shows where I'm like, I should watch it. And then I watch like clips on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I'm probably spoiling it. I'm like, it's David Lynch. What's the spoiler? You're not. You're not <laughs> spoiling it. You don't even know what's going on. Like, even See, shot for shot description, and still you won't know what's sincerely, happening. Yeah, sincerely like, what's speaking, like if you watch season one and you get to episode nine of season two, you can kind of skip everything until episode 21 because David Lynch leaves the show because he did not. So all, originally he never wanted the killer to be revealed in the entire series. Because he's yeah, fucking David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> it's also network television, then. Yeah, so they obviously changed that, and Bob, that was Bob Iger's decision, I believe. So, but yeah, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jack. Do you have anything else? Uh, yes, uh, we will be covering the Keep this week over on Chop Talk, uh, Michael Mann's second movie. I know Dave also watched this this week as the big Michael Mann fan that he is, and it's oh not, man, it's not he. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely not he. I won't even I won't even say it's Last of the Mohicans. Is, uh, is this the one that's like really long too for some reason? So originally the cut was over three hours. Then they they made uh, Michael Mann cut the film. Then they tested the two and a half hour cut. That tested poorly. So the final cut went from three hours and ten minutes to ninety five minutes. So I think you can I think you can guess where. Uh, yeah, I want yeah formula for success right there. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a good discussion we're gonna have over at Chop Talk this week because it's a mm-hmm. it's a very interesting relic in Michael Mann's career. Uh, all right, Hunter, do you have anything? Um, surprisingly, I had no movies I watched this week. I was busy, but tonight uh, at a theater in Minneapolis, they're showing The Cranes Are Flying, and they're gonna show a big Ed- Edward Yang retrospect over the next few weeks. So I'll watch. A brighter summer day as well, so like nice. it'll be a long day. But I've really wanted to watch this movie, so I was like, "Oh, good excuse." So like, Yi Yi will be playing in a few weeks, Taipei story, and then so that'll be nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I know Sean, I because we follow you on social media, you are <laughs> always watching something. What, do you have anything you want to highlight? 
Far, far too many things. Um, so uh, just a perfect segue. A Brighter Summer Day I did watch this week. Um, oh, nice. It is spectacular, but could have been two hours. Like, they could have been oh, about half of it. Three I mean, hours, 57 minutes was totally needed. I mean, I don't want to judge a movie just on a runtime, but damn, dude, they're pushing me on that one. Um, mm-hmm. I also saw, just based on my watch list, uh, Melancholia. Um, you know. Cool Lars Von Trier movie. Um, I did see we're going to be talking about this one, but uh, My Year of Dicks, uh, the short film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really great animated short film. Um, I saw um, Sancho the Bailiff, because I'm working my way through that sight and sound, um, on, uh, or the ones that are mm-hmm. on Criterion, at least. Little Children, because I wanted to get the full time. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. Um, then looking at the rest of them, Rock and Rolla, which is, if you're a Guy Ritchie lover, You'll like it, but I mean, as far as the guy Richie, it's got that same flavor, but just not the same texture. Um, and uh, I think that. Oh, and then of course uh, Creed Three. Yes. Um, step up from the, the second one. I wasn't a big fan of the second one. It was fine, but this one is quite good. And I'll just say, Michael B. Jordan, get that dude behind the camera more mm-hmm. often. I am loving his direction. He's he like I was worried because he's like a movie star behind the camera. He would just be a director for hire, paint by numbers. But that dude made some choices that were risky, but I think paid off. I, I concur. I think MGM should just sign him to a five-picture deal like right Absolutely. now before Absolutely. another get, studio get grabs him. Because yeah. <laughs> I think he can only get better. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, a lot of first-time watches this week. I saw Gosford Park for the first time. Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I know you disappointed me. I, I still went three stars. It's you know. I know. It, it's not like I expected you to be a full four star loving it with me. You know? Like cool costumes. I like Downton Abbey just a little bit more. Call me, call me basic. I mean, call me basic. But you know, two hours, seventy hour television show. There's a little more you can do with one of them. <laughs> yeah, one um, of them's an Edward Yang film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I I don't know why. So I shout out to JC. He's kind of been pushing me to watch these, and I hated the Wayne World and Wayne's World too. I fucking hated both of them. Huh? Okay. Well, second Ooh. second one I can understand, but the first one I yeah. Sorry, really Jack. Like. I like the I like the Bohemian Rhapsody sequence, but you, I I fucking hated it. I thought it was <laughs> and that's in the what, beginning. What do you, what, oh, what do you think about Donna Hayward? No, no, just terrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I can finally talk about this. I saw this in January. I saw the new Children of the Corn movie. Oh, um, it's fucking terrible oh <laughs> I was like, I looked, yeah i was like i, I, I looked up online much, nobody had anything good like i i kind of appreciate they have like i think there's 10 or 11 of these and every single one is a soft reboot of the of the first one so at least shout out for them continuing to try i mean yeah it just didn't work uh rewatch amadeus uh it's great it's one of the best Probably the best best picture winner of the eighties. Uh, rewatch Rain Man. Tom Cruise is very underrated. He's so good at that. Movie. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. rewatch Phantom Thread. Uh, I adore that movie. So damn good. good. So damn good. I mean, I was a little. I felt a little disrespected. You watched like four PTA films. I was like, okay, Magnolia's not one of them. I don't got. I know three, he's got. So I many. got three hours, man. Yeah, but I mean, Boogie Nights is two and a half, and Phantom Thread is like two twenty. So like you're stretching the, the way the way I process like where I'm watching when I'm working from home is I have to kind of do an eight hour day. So I pick movies that together will give yeah. me eight hours. So if I do Magnolia on top of the the rest of PTA, I probably won't finish till about tomorrow. 
<laughs> oh no! You your life will be changed. Though? Like oh, I do like You're Magnolia. Down. I do like Magnolia. I know. I hate the ending, but I do like the majority. Gosh, of okay, it. now you can shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Jack! Nice. Shout out to Jack on this. Rewatch Boogie Nights, and we we're finally at five stars on that. Uh, I think the, it's the, maybe the movie with the most good character introductions. I like, agree. I, but yeah. like the the Todd the Todd Parker entrance where he just kicks in the fence just kills me every freaking time yeah. um that's why we had a for our needle drop episode boogie nights was a very big staple that and it deserves every one of them we talked about my my wife and i have a 30 days of oscar so she picks 15 movies and i pick 15 movies so i saw a couple of her choices this week i saw norma ray for the first time oh. Salafield is great movie's fine nothing yeah. nothing special but i thought uh, Salafield was pretty pretty damn good um also saw Gaslight for the first time. That was one of her oh, choices. Nice. I, I set myself up because I had never seen it. And I thought Angela Lansbury would be in it more, but she wasn't. And I'm like, oh, it's still great. But it's it's. I was very uh, surprised by that. Uh, she saw, uh, for the first time, she saw Lincoln, which she absolutely loved. There you go, Hunter. You're bringing Hunter. You're bringing Hunter back. <laughs> Ooh, you're, you're, you're you're living it up today with these. It's so know? yeah. It's so damn good. I I uh, oh. JC and I debate about this like the whole joaquin daniel day lewis of it all and i'm like i don't know man daniel day lewis is like he he made you like you've never heard abe lincoln talk and he was like and when you watch lincoln you're like yeah i believe that's exactly how he sounded what Mm -hmm. daniel day lewis is doing here was like unmatched for me personally um and then uh born on the fourth of july i think tom cruise should have won the oscar for that movie Mm -hmm. like i think he is phenomenal in that movie um, and then to finish off, I did some horror stuff because I know Hunter is very excited to hear my horror takes on here. Yeah. See ya. Um, See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Castle Freak for the first time. Uh, Stuart Gordon, director of Reanimator and uh, Dolls. You can tell it's so it's a studio that did um, the Puppet Master movies and their no full moon features. They're known to have a very shitty budget, so the. Um, <laughs> The stop motion animation in this movie is terrible, but the movie the movie is fun. Uh, also saw for the first time Piranha, which I fucking Joe Dante just knows how to get me. I fucking loved it. I thought it was so damn funny. We have it's it's so hunter. Piranha is essentially a horror satire of Jaws. We have I've, a, I've seen it. Oh, you I've have not seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, we have Sorry. a we have Sorry. a. Mayor, no, I've seen it. I'm not that cool. We have a mayor <laughs> character and everything in, in in Piranha. So uh, also saw. Piranha 2, the uh, the spawning, and for anyone that's unfamiliar with this movie, this is the directorial debut of Academy Award winner James Cameron. So Hunter, you gotta get you gotta get on. That. I, wrote, I wrote that I mean, as a trivia question once. It's the only non-billion dollar movie It's so yeah. it's so bad. It really is really awful. Um, and then I saw Ghost Ship 2002. Yeah, Sean, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's it's something. Like it actually started off very interesting, like with like a specific wire kill, and then it just yeah becomes generic two thousand horror. It is right in the pocket of early aughts horror. Movie. Yeah, like it's it really, just like right in that it's right there. It's like the year like thirteen ghosts came out and yes. the, and the ring. It's like Ooh. right in that area. Ooh, you're you're I selling know. it hard right I'm now. Really, really surprising considering your love for two thousands horror. I lo- oh yeah I love it Jeff. it's my favorite my favorite genre I mean my favorite arrow horror and finally uh, I saw this morning because shout out to JC um, I saw House Party 
and my letterbox review states, uh, my one, my half a star review states, there's having, no. there's having low expectation, then there's House Party. A film that should be thankful, Skinamarink exists, because it will make you question studio's sanity. P.S. If you thought I could think less of LeBron James, House Party said, hold my uh, beer. Yeah, so... So you saw the new one. Okay, I was, I was wondering. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I, was, I wasn't a big fan of the original one either, but I just, I'm... you know... I I'm I'm applauding your dedication because it's like eight forty five right now in the morning when I'm recording this and you already saw a movie today. I saw two movies. I, I saw the say, keep. yeah, yeah house like keep. I saw the keep yeah. and I saw House Party. Oh, I wait. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's my I you know. I mean, you got a kid. I have so, a kid, you know, so I'm up exactly at exactly how it goes. Yeah. I'm up at four in the morning. Say, you're every not day, so yeah. that's actually why I'm having a kid is because we we're trying because uh, I want to watch movies. Watch more morning. movies. So. Ah, that's really cool. <laughs> it'll it'll yeah. get me going there. Yeah. Sean, when you have it, a baby, you're gonna be watching so many more movies because you're up so so early in the day. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty interesting like it's hard to stay awake when you're watching them but you're you're gonna watch them um you know, one second give me like seven minutes i'll be right back yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's all is that all i have i think that's all i have uh, that's it that's it was a light week for you oh wait i saw some war movies uh hacksaw rage still i think you can cut like an hour off uh americans sn- cut the movie american yeah sn- <laughs> american <laughs> sniper feels like Every Trump supporter's favorite movie. Um, I, I it's smarter than that. I think this is it, it's a better it's okay. movie than that. Apocalypse Now I think is still the goat. Well, okay, all right, all right, yeah, well, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and then yeah. nineteen seventeen is still great, great. great. Uh, yeah, yeah, Apocalypse Now is not, because my wife hates war movies. So next year, Apocalypse Now is already on the list because she's never seen yes. it. And, I say, and if, if if Parasite didn't come out, I would be very happy with nineteen seventeen. Same here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't argue with Parasite. Like, I have no, yeah. absolutely no complaints. And yeah. we're doing a three hour cut, Hunter. So you should be proud of what Apocalypse of, Now. Uh, oh well, yeah. Oh, which one? There's like six. Which so the like final read, the final, the final cut is three hours. The Redux is like two and a half. Uh, and what's the one that has the French plantation? Like I think it's a three hour one. Okay, well, that's the one I watched. So, because I I had to look it up when I watched it like three years ago or whatever. I was like, which one do I have to watch? Yeah. So, I mean, Apocalypse Now nominated for Best Picture, which is a great segue to the 95th Academy Awards, which are coming up this uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, I think we have five more Oscars on ABC, and God willing, they will start streaming because SAG was probably the best award show I've seen in years. Which how tight it was, and even when they were making up for lost commercial time those montages are actually perfect so kind of if we yeah. get like a street an oscar streamed with um montages of old oscars i'd be like loving it um so how we're gonna do this we're gonna go through every category and each one of us is gonna take a category but before we get into that i kind of wanted to segue into what is your expectation for the ceremony this year jack uh I am not sure generally. I think in some of these, I think in some of these like cases, we've got like just in terms of the awards, we've got some fairly confident win, some fairly confident winners. But in other cases, you know, we really don't have any clue where some of these can go. Uh, but I'm also really excited for the music numbers themselves, those performances, especially RRR. Uh, and I really really am hoping that's gonna win but do i think it'll win uh we'll find out so is this where you're going to say jack that at the loc new york uh matches you will be doing the natu natu dance 
Yeah, I'll be doing Ooh. both. I'll be doing both parts at once. Oh, Jack and <laughs> I'm not here. Ja- Jack oh, and yeah. suspenders. That's gonna be that's gonna be something. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, what are your expectations this year? Um, by the notion that they are all the announcements they made are just like we're fixing what the stupid shit we did wrong the last mm-hmm. two years. Like we'll bring Jimmy Kimmel back. Nobody's excited, but nobody can get like too mad, I guess. And we're bringing all the categories back. I was like, cool, we've done that for 94 years. Now we got to announce them that they're back. <laughs> and <laughs> so, like, at least that is it's it's in the right direction of like just just celebrate the movies. Don't do self-deprecating jokes. Don't do like, oh, did anyone actually watch these? Like, don't do that. Just just keep it simple and celebrate the movies. That's all you had to do. So I'm hoping they do that. As long as they do that, I'm happy. Like, I don't need. The, the wheel to be changed here agree and sean i know you're probably sad mm-hmm. that we're not going to get another godfather tribute to hip-hop music in the background so you know, that, just that is the absolute best right there yeah lose yourself to um yeah the godfather um i mean mm-hmm. i think what they're going to do is they're going to stop just like you said the uh, the dumb shit where um it's not going to be steve buscemi saying how do you do fellow kids um it's instead going to be like the traditional awards that's why kimmel is back here they're going to play it safe which you know hey cool when they take risks i do admire that um, they haven't paid off in the past few years, so it's like, okay, you know what? Now we're just going to go with a traditional host, one that's been there before. They have to course correct a little bit. The stage will be a lot higher, a um, lot higher. <laughs> like you need to take an you need to take an elevator up. <laughs> it's not going to be like on the ground like it was last year, which you know, yeah. it's like they deserve that at that point. <laughs> yeah, I hated that just on design standpoint. Yeah, it I was, was like, bad anyway, and then like from a yeah. function standpoint, yep, that got worse. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same boat as you guys. Um, I I've been watching a lot of. I discovered that YouTube actually has full ceremonies of old Oscars, so I've kind of just been diving in the last couple of weeks, just watching old Oscars. And I kind of want I want to hearken on what Hunter and Sean said, like the fact that old Oscars would pay tribute to the movies, not make fun of the fact that certain people may not watch these movies. Who gives a fuck? We're celebrating film. We're not do- dogging films. And I think. If we get back into the way it was back in the day, I think we uh we'll be in good shape this year. I do uh I do kind of wish we kind of did a homage to the older Oscars and we got two of their best hosts with like Steve Martin and Billy Crystal holding hosting together. I think that would have been dope. But uh maybe for the hundredth if they're still alive by the hundredth, yeah. 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 So but yeah, let's get let's get into it, guys. Uh we're gonna start with the shorts. Uh we're gonna start with uh the easiest category of the night with Hunter. With best mm-hmm. documentary short. Now, here, if oh. there is an actual number two, by all means, discuss it. But if you have a definite winner here, do your thing. Uh, list off the nominees, if you will, actually, because I, I forgot to write it down in good notebook. Yeah, here. give me one second. Let me pull that. Uh, up, they, I... they are. They are. I'll go how for do it. You, they are the elephant whisperers. How do you measure a year? Haul out the Martha Mitchell effect and Stranger at the Gate. I think it was between Stranger at the Gate and The Elephant Whispers I saw online. I don't have any research for this. Like, what am I supposed to do? I like that gold derby. I'm going to be completely honest. I, I'm, you know, I I could watch these. I haven't. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with Stranger at the Gate because uh, that's what I'm thinking right now. And I'd, I'd be very impressed if anyone could actually bring up something to argue against me. Um, I will not because I don't have strangers at the gate i do have the elephant whispers and like mm-hmm. you i went gold oh. i went gold derby but i also went what sounds the coolest and the elephant whispers right. is a cool ass <laughs> name sound cool. so i'm gonna go with the elephant whispers uh my plan was to watch all of these but 
newborn can't get to the shorts this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm going with the elephant whispers. Jack, what do you got here? I I'm with you with the elephant whispers. Awesome. And Sean, what do you got here? Uh, the Elephant Whispers and the Martha Mitchell Effect are both on Netflix, so they have both received the most eyes, the most views. They're the only two that I've seen. I have the Martha Mitchell Effect, but I have as my runner-up the Elephant Whispers. Um, when it comes to Stranger at the Gate, uh, that is produced by Malala, who, uh, you know, that poor thing has just never gotten any awards. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she she really deserves this Oscar. Um, she really needs to, like, clear some space on her cabinet of all the Nobel Peace Prizes she's gotten. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, a part of me says maybe that one. Um, I love the Elephant Whisperers, though, so I'm all for that. Nice. Uh, moving on to Jack, best live action short. Surprised you didn't give me animated short, considering my love for yeah, Wallace and Gromit. But oh, all right, the, we could switch nomi- it up. The, <laughs> switch I, it no, up. I'm all good. The nominees for live action short are an Irish goodbye, Valu, the pupil, the uh, night ride, and the red suitcase. Uh, and Gold Derby has uh, Le pupil up front. However, the few people that I know who actually went and saw the movie, the shorts themselves, they're not Oscar voters, but overwhelmingly a lot of them were raving about night ride mm-hmm. so i do think that one is kind of like my second place dark horse at the moment but i kind of am just going chalk and putting a lamp you pull up front awesome hunter what do you got here um i'd say the irish goodbye did win bafta so mm-hmm. that's you know something i at least there's there's not many precursors with the shorts so i was like oh, i'll <laughs> take what i can get for something and then uh yeah lay poopio's alfonso cuaron's been like yeah, the biggest cheerleader in the world for this short film. Like, man can't make a movie in ten years, but he can be out and about doing this. So that's the two in between. And then the red suitcase is like the spoiler, but also what between the short categories, what's a spoiler? Because we never know actually what the predicted favorite is. Is like I don't know. So they go their own way. So I have an Irish goodbye right now, and I'm like, if I get it right, cool. If I don't, it's what it is. Sean, what do you got? <laughs> I have uh, Le Pipule as well for the Alfonso uh, Corone reasoning and also for the reason I gave last time. That one's on Disney Plus and the rest of them are like on um, the New Yorker YouTube. So <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> tough to find them. New Yorker, the New Yorker is a big, big candidate of these ones every year. They're welcome, yeah. So I think that, you know, once again, more eyes on that kind of. I don't know if there's a lot of eyes on it still. Um, but uh, I mean, the Alfonso Corone thing is tough to uh, go against. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I believe this makes him. Uh, one of the only people nominated for seven categories at the Oscars with him yeah. being nominated here. Uh, so I'm going with Le Pupil too. Uh, I did have some key wins at this key wins with air quotes. Um, it was nominated for the IMD Pro Shortcuts Award for Best Film at the Toronto International Film Festival. It was also nominated for Best Short Film at the Philadelphia Film Festival in 2022. Uh, it was given an honorable mention for Best Production Design as well. Also, the Afonso Cuarón of it all, and plus, it's on Apple, easily accessible. No, Disney Plus. I'm sorry, <laughs> easily accessible. So I, I definitely feel like we're going with Le Pupu here. Also, this will make or break our brackets. We could go perfect everywhere else, and every year, it's always the shorts that that uh, mm-hmm. get take us down. All right, moving on to animated short. We have the nominees, and I think this is the best array of names. For the animated uh, shorts, mm-hmm. we have The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It, and of course, My Year of Dicks. Um, 
So I'm going to go with the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Uh, it did win the BAFTA for Best British Short Animation, but it also won the Annie for Best Animated Special Production, Outstanding Achievement in Animated Effects in an Animated Production, Outstanding Achievement in Directing in an Animated Production, and uh, Outstanding Editorial in an Animated Production. So I'm going with that as my winner. Uh, Jack, what do you got? No, I'm, I'm with you there, and I think uh, My Year of Dicks is probably the spoiler if there is one. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, I've got to say, just in terms of like the animation, I think the uh, an Oscar told me the world is fake, and I think I believe that that style is actually pretty interesting, too. So I don't know if they want to vote by that, but I think that definitely could also maybe be a potential spoiler. But I do think that all those precursors that it won, it's kind of pointing me in that direction. Hunter, what do you got here? Uh, I'm I'm very surprised that you you don't even predict the nominees for shorts, and then you got this research down for the, <laughs> <laughs> like you know obviously what kind of research can you do for the nominees like Nothing. they just come out of thin air like these movies don't exist until they're nominated exactly <laughs> short list <laughs> yeah no I have the uh, the the boy the fox the mole the horse the otter the rhino the whatever it is yeah, the, I boy, have that. the boy the boy the entire animal kingdom. There you go. Yes. And my year of dicks is the close one just based on name alone. Whereas like that has gotten so much buzz over these last few weeks. It's like people have probably seen it then because of that name. Now people have said it's really good as well. Before we go to Sean, if Riz Ahmed is the one presenting this award, are you nervous with your pick? (laughs) I would love Uh... it. But yeah, what do you got, Sean? Same. So uh, I, I do have the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Um, I mean, it's got Apple TV money. Like, so not only is it getting eyes, but Apple TV is uh, backing it. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, just my year of dicks is a very, very solid um, runner-up. Uh, it's it's very unconventional. Um, it's very odd, and it also just got on Hulu, so it's also available wide release for sure. Um, so pardon my dog. And uh, yeah, so I would go uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the dog that will shut up. And uh, then, um, yeah, then after that, uh, my year of dicks. All righty. We're moving on. We're away from the short. Sean, you're up. If you. I'm sorry for giving you this difficult category, but it must be done. Best visual effects. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, this is the one. Thank God there's a category like this because there's not many this year. Yeah, it's Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, it's a slam dunk. There's just no way around it. Um, I can't even. I'm looking through them and I can't even think of an upset. Shout out to Black Panther for improving their effects. Um, yeah, but I like. Mm-hmm. I, and I love subtle effects like All Quiet on the Western Front. Just no though. Like this is just yeah. going to Avatar: The Way of Water. Like mm-hmm. people think it's an animated film when it's like live action. So like that alone tells me that this one is it. Yeah, I, th- I think the the moment the first trailer dropped for Avatar was over. Uh, well, just once they announced it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> D- let's not spend any more time here. It's it's Avatar. Yeah. It's gonna win an Oscar. Not, not to mention, like, how many times has James Cameron won this award? Yeah, <laughs> actually a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. One for the abyss. So like, yeah. He's... And he personally doesn't have any. He doesn't get any of those awards. <laughs> um, Hunter, best sound. Woo-hoo. Best sound. All right. I think I had Top Gun on that one, most because kind of like Avatar, where it's just like you kind of just watch the movie. You're like, yeah, it's best sound. And then, um. Obviously, Top Gun wasn't very well. I don't think it, it qualified really at all for the BAFTAs at all. Not qualified. It didn't. It just didn't get nominated many. So I know All Quiet won the Sound Award there, and so. But I still have Top Gun just because it's Top Gun and people love it and it's Jets Go Room. <laughs> Jack, what do you got here? 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think All Quiet winning BAFTA probably puts it in second, but I also think All or Top Gun was the movie that a lot of these people probably saw in theaters back in June, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that they definitely like took note of the sound back then. Uh, so given that this was probably one of the movies that I'm more confident they saw in like a big theater environment, uh, I think this is one of the places where they were Top Gun Maverick for sure. Sean, what do you got here? So I do also have Top Gun Maverick because they got to give this movie an Oscar somewhere, yep. and I it's very very limited. Um, but uh, like for the spots, um, however, uh, it's ironic that best sound is happening when my dog's like, "This scooter, come on, dude, knock it off!" <laughs> shout out to Scooter. Like, just shout out to Scooter, who like he's got a million toys in here. He's fine. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, but I mean, I, I sometimes say like, "Hey, All Quiet on the Western Front is the runner up there." But yeah, this goes to Top Gun Maverick easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you guys. I just feel this movie made a bajillion dollars. It quote unquote saved cinema. I can't see it not win at least one Oscar. So if, and I, if if they split up the categories, if we'd still have mixing and editing, would it be both Top Gun or would they actually give no, one they, to each? All all quiet. Now, how do you all predict quiet. that? All Quiet yeah. would probably win one, and then, and which ironically, the sound and editing stack go together, and we're going to talk about everything, everyone editing mm-hmm. a little later. I personally think if yeah. the sound categories were still <laughs> split, I think it would have at least gotten a sound editing, everything, ever all at once. I just think, yeah. the, but would it have beat? Would it have beaten All Quiet and sound? No, editing? no, but, but I think you know. the whole correlation of you need to be nominated in sound to win editing. I think everything would have probably gotten into sound if especially with the day that i had so i i I felt confident there but yeah i'm with you guys top gun i think it wins its oscar here jack Mm -hmm. i can't wait for you love music so we're gonna go to best original score don't don't let the hive down my friend don't let the hive down interesting you're get you're giving me a category that i feel like is kind of wrapped up at this point you think it's wrapped up okay well, mm, I don't know. Wrapped because up, I don't know. All, all quiet is there, but I, I do, I do think Babylon. I, I do think Babylon can win here. Also, just I think Justin Hurwitz getting in might have been the hard part because th- I do think this was a very good year for score. I mean, just considering the Batman wasn't even shortlisted, uh, it was just right. It should be here, quite frankly. Uh, but I think Babylon. I still have Babylon in front. All Quiet is probably right behind it. I would say I'm. I do think they might go for the bigger score, just like the overall like big brass. But I mean, kind of the droning score of All Quiet wouldn't surprise me either. And then, I mean, if they're really in sweet mode, every, everything I was everywhere, thinking the I think, same you know, thing. I was thinking they, the same if thing. If they really want to go crazy, I could see that going there, but. I think the score of Babylon is like one of the high talking points of that movie, along with another category that we'll get to yeah. later on. So I do think that that's kind of one of the. Yeah, I do. Like I, oh, go ahead. Like no matter what you think of the movie, I think that's kind of one of the something that everyone agrees on. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love the movie, Hunter. I know you love the movie, Sean. I think you were more lesser on it. Uh, I was a little bit lukewarm, but uh, I will say the technical stuff is like 
absolutely the pinnacle and the best part of it. So I'm all for this one. Like, I don't know how you can sit there and listen. I mean, if we're talking on quality quality alone, I don't know how you can sit there and listen to Voodoo Mama and be like, nah, I'll pass on this. <laughs> when I ask and you leave the theater with it in your head. Mm-hmm. It's going mm-hmm. on through that yeah. montage. So like that just stays in there. And I, I love the score for All Quiet on the Western Front. I will say it's getting a lot of backlash. People are like, oh, it's just that Hans Zimmer hum hum thing. How it's utilized in the movie is very good, though. And so... I, I think this is just like Babylon you can just listen to on your own. It doesn't yeah. need to be in the movie. So I think that that wins it. I think you guys convinced me. I think I'm going to go Babylon. Hunter, you're Babylon too? <sighs> no, I'm not actually. Oh! Ooh. No. 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 Sorry. I have it second place and it's first in my heart. So how about that? Is that that's the nice thing I'm going to say? So then if it wins, you'll be happy. And yeah. Then oh, if, and, then, and then if your other pick wins, you'll be happy that you're right. So. That's Off kind of playing it, but also this is the one. This is one of the categories where I think the all quiet momentum gets it mm-hmm. in. Where like it's not enough in sound. There's another category I'm thinking the momentum helps in, but we'll get to that later. But it beat by a Babylon, a BAFTA, and then Babylon didn't even win a Critics' Choice with one that that's, lost that. That's the like, one. That's the what? one. I know Critics' Choice doesn't really count per se, but that's the one that got me thinking because I'm like, shit, so, man. I was like, this, is this first man over again where Babylon, we're like, oh, it's it's good. It's going to keep winning. It's like, it only has the globe. It really only has that. And they already proved they love Justin Hurwitz no matter what there. So, I mean, I know he, that's a better chance than first man, obviously, because it's actually nominated. So, But I have All Quiet in the Western Front. Sneaking in here, it's, 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 not, it's not an easy decision, but it's what I got. Yeah, the everything ever all I mean I agree with you like that's a solid number one. It's a bit 1A 1B. Yeah. The everything ever all at once discussion that you brought up Jack is very interesting just for I feel that this is the strongest best picture front runner since probably like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> if you really well, yeah. look at it. Cause, Nomadland but cuz cuz Nomadland didn't well, even yeah. win SAG. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Was No Man Land ever going to win SAG? No, but that, that's what... I mean, what was Ruby really? Norman, David Strathairn, and a bunch of hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah. Was, was, like, when you had Trial of Chicago 7 right there, like, were they never not going to pick that? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm just looking at, like, even the Independent Spirits had dominated, SAG had dominated. Everywhere it's been except the Glows has, is pretty much... And BAFT is pretty much, like, dot, the P, PGA, all these guilds. I don't know. It just feels like yeah. it's going in with insane momentum so i could see an upset here because we're about to go into song and i don't see that song upsetting here so i say if 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 the score had won any anywhere the everything and i'd be really scared of it like it's a third place but like it's a wild card there if if it had won something along the way then i would be really scared about it even though there's no correlation here maybe you guys will agree if everything went score i I, make supporting actress really easy i think because if it's winning that i mean Come on! All right, grab your straws. Grab your straws. Yeah. Supporting we'll, is gonna wait till we get the supporting actress. Yeah, yes. no, no, we, we'll get there. Uh, best original song. Um, this one's pretty easy. It's Natsu Natsu. I yeah. will say, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, Top Gun. Hold my hand is number two. If Gaga had not won an Oscar already, I think this would be hers to lose. But you know, she won her Oscar. Natsu Natsu wins. They're gonna, they're gonna have a great performance and. Everyone's going to start doing this on TikTok in a couple of months after the Oscars. Uh, Jack, do you have Natu Natu? I do, but I think Lift Me Up actually is in second place for me. Oh, that least. song um, sucks. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's, that's my sucks. favorite of the new bunch, actually. I love that song. <laughs> uh, and then I do think Hold My Hand is still up there, even though, I mean, our critic circle did it. We 
<laughs> they didn't nominate the right song, in my opinion. Man, I think I we did both. We got yeah. both, yes. So made everybody happy. Uh, but no, I think not to not to is probably the clear winner, especially since RRR is a really beloved movie in general, and it doesn't have anywhere else to be honored, especially since it wasn't submitted in uh, international feature. Which I mean, I, I think I maybe Sean has seen it. I'm probably the only one that saw their submission. Indian oh, submission. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen it? It's really good. It's really oh, good stuff. Yeah. I, I saw it, but I saw it in 2021. So, yeah, that's why yeah. I'm shocked that that they ended up submitting that in the end. Uh yeah, Hunter. Anything but Natsu Natsu here? I, f- I forgot. I actually was wrong. Lift Me Up is not my favorite. It's actually Hold My Hand, or sorry, it's Applause by Diane. Oh, that's, that's of course. I forgot. Of course. Forgot. Great I mean, the movie I've seen, I've already seen it four times, this movie. I'm actually the only person who's ever seen it. it. I, I'm, you probably are the director. Your, of it. Camp, your campaign was well. Your campaign was <laughs> Yeah, well. no, it was, it was great. It was a foolproof campaign. You don't even need to watch the movie. It gets nominated. No, I have not to not to, and and lift me up is actually my favorite. I, nice. But like you know, the, what does it matter between hold my hand and lift me up? It's like it, it, who, who cares what second place is? Yeah, for sure. Sean, what do you got here? I have Chow Papa from. Yeah. Pinocchio. Oh wait, right in, right in, not winner. Still very bitter. Um, no, I, I have not to not to not to not to. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that Globe win did seal it. Like, mm. I think it still could have like risen in popularity if Gaga got hold my hand because Globes are a little bit more popular. But for the like popularity contest of the Golden Globes to go for not to not to, that's big. A uh, thousand percent yeah. agree. Alrighty, Hunter. This one should be a cakewalk. Ooh. Best production design. The hive will production rise on design. this one. Oh. Uh, don't worry, Hive. I'm actually going with you here. I think Babylon's got this one pretty well. It won the BAFTA where it wasn't really a guarantee, especially with All Quiet winning seven awards. I was like, oh, it might not actually win. And then it actually pulled it out. Uh, ADG, it got the period uh, uh, category there where it beat out Elvis and All Quiet. So, like, the guilds are going for it. Freaking everything everywhere else beat Avatar and Fantasy. So, like, it's not, you know, there isn't really a huge second place, I'm thinking, where it's like All Quiet didn't win where it was supposed to, Avatar's not beating anybody, and then Babylon's just trucking ahead, thankfully. It's getting something. Yeah, so I'd probably say, outside of visual effects, this is the tech lock of the night. Jack, do you have anything else? No, I'm with you, and I have Elvis in second place. But that's, my think, sec- but, that's my number two as well. Yeah. But I think it's like a 70-30 at least. Yeah. And Which, Sean, same thing for you? I do like sort of like see this underlying Elvis technical So do I. Very possible. Like very – because like people adore that movie somehow. Great Gatsby winning um, two of them back in 2013. Yeah. I was like yeah. – I was hardly following the Oscars, but even then I was like, yeah. huh, that's People love Baz. Yeah, they love Baz. They love the movies he makes. But no, I, I have Babylon. I mean I think they're really – like they, they really whiffed by not giving this a uh, Best Picture nomination. Big time. And so I think this is like their makeup of like, hey, this is a very strong technical movie. So mm-hmm. you know, even when people disagree about like other parts of it, everyone loves how this was made and how it made people feel. And I mean, just like in the like the beginning, the silent film, uh, you know, uh, like stages that they had and everything. It's like you can't really deny this one. They worked their asses off to make this great. And so yeah, I got Babylon for this. I will say I thought this would take a little longer for a cult following to form on Babylon, but it seems as soon as it hit uh, streaming, the hive on Twitter is. Growing and growing. Yeah. Or it's like the soft out of before it hit theaters, and then when it hit theaters, everyone's well, just like, "No, it's amazing." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." 
obviously, Dave, you were one of the first people to see it because you said it would be a you know divisive movie. Once the the reviews came out and they were very divisive, it was like, oh, okay, this is the cult like opening up. Right? Yeah. Like there is now a window, and then it didn't get best picture. Re- so like these, these I remember. Really- I remember I yeah, saw nice. this at the Paramount screening room in New York. And it was like me, me and a couple of young, like critics my age and a couple like younger, we're the youngest ones there. And then we see these old, like 40, late 40s, 50 and 60 Damn, year olds so walk old, in. So and then you see, like, you hear grunts throughout the movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not, this is not going to be it. Like the snake scene, uh, the snake sequence we had two people Great walk scene. out of our seat our, i love that scene but we had two people walk out of our of our screening there i'm like this isn't Tatan. like chill man just yeah. watch the movie if, <laughs> if, if Babylon had gotten the best picture nomination i think the score category would be a lot yes. yeah. i probably would keep it with score mm-hmm. but yeah i it's like, point. i don't know that's a very good point production design i think it's impervious like i, I didn't yeah. if it didn't get even nominated for any other awards like i'd probably still have it um, just one agreed there all right, Jack, you have a very important category coming up. So you can probably make or break a, another category. You have makeup and hairstyling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is yeah. Um, This is connected uh, to something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know what the man. answer is, Jack. Oh, I know I know the I know what the answer is, but now uh, but I mean, they don't always go together. I mean, we we could have I mean, Lincoln and I'd say Lincoln and Daniel Day Lewis could have gone together back in 2012, but yeah, yeah don't remind me. Don't that's, remind. <laughs> that's so weird. Hey, you, we, though, we got I, DDL I think though. Daniel Day Lewis was above that though. Like he doesn't need anything. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. he actually just made his face look like that. But if someone told me that, I was like, he just showed up on set. Of course, didn't care. Um, but I currently have Elvis at the moment just because he did have like he has a lot of looks throughout the movie that he has to like match up. Uh, and I do obviously think the whales in second. But mm-hmm. if something weird happens with like the Batman, that'd be really, really <laughs> cool. I love but it. I, I that would make me really so happy because I mean, they're going to be looking at Colin Farrell, too. And they're just like, oh, that's him. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that actor makeup thing will probably correlate and if it doesn't mm-hmm. it'll be crazy mm-hmm. uh but i currently have elvis at the moment but i'm potentially to be to be swayed if i end up getting switched in another category so i am gonna co-sign you um i do have elvis it won the bafta critics choice and the makeup artist and hairstylist guild so i think it does have a nice little trifecta going in um, like Sean mentioned, they love Elvis. They yeah. really, mm-hmm. really like Elvis. They did not really like the whale. <laughs> um, but at Critics' Choice, also you saw the split of Elvis got makeup there, but then Brendan Fraser got went actor. on to win. So it is po- so it yeah. is possible. I would say. I think my only yeah. counter there is that I don't think critics were ever going to go for Austin Butler. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not like I've always, I've like I love close. I like Elvis. I he's don't think probably it, in second. Oh, I agree. He's, he's definitely mm-hmm. in third. I'd say. Like I like Elvis. I'm not over the moon about it. I I mean I don't really like Baz Luhrmann movies, but I like them more than most. But it's also not the 
quote unquote film Twitter movie that critics are going to go for. It's kind of like you have to be ashamed to admit you like Elvis per se. Like I like I like Elvis. I have no problem. I have no problem oh. saying it. Is is it perfect? No, but I had a I had a very fun time with it. But like some people would probably critics are very like will probably be ashamed to admit that they like Elvis. So of course they're going to go Brendan Fraser there. But no, yeah, I got Elvis here and like you said Jack spoiler would be the whale. But I kind of hope anarchy happens and the Batman wins because then <laughs> introduce a little chaos. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's, Hunter, what's the other two nominated? Is Black uh, Panther nominated as well? Hold oh, on. Quiet. Oh, oh, quiet. quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oof. See, I'd be happy with all those. So yeah, uh, honestly, they're all yeah. good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the gold derby. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all close on gold derby. Oh, the yeah. the nice. days of the Suicide Squad are over. Make up there. <laughs> oh <stuff>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Hunter, what do you got uh, here? I have Elvis as well, based on its win haul. You know, it's got it got the hair and the makeup wins. You know, hair's in this category too. It's in the title, so you know you don't. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, I uh, based on what Elvis Best Picture nomination plus the overall popularity and especially in other categories as well, you could counter that by saying it's the only place you can award the whale, along with you know obvious other category. But I have Elvis as well here. And Sean. So, I mean, I, I've said that this connects with Best Actor, um, but also I have right now, I have The Whale, and I, I won't spoil my pick for Best Actor, but it's the different yeah. one. However, both of those can change in the next, like, few days before I put out my official article online, where, because, like, then I'm officially bracketing it in, but... yeah. So right now I do have the whale just because like sometimes the academy goes for the most, mm-hmm. and I think they're mm-hmm. running like a good bake off campaign of showing you know the videos of uh, Fraser's transformation. Um, but I mean like I did this this is like one A one B truly this mm-hmm. is um, like this could go right to uh, Elvis and I may change my pick. But as of right now I'm just sort of thinking this could be the upset where it's like the whale because you know th- this category doesn't really go with everything else also. Like, yeah, sure, it sometimes goes with best uh, actor, but sometimes this award is weird. Norbit, Suicide Squad. Like, this award can just, like, go against everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, like, the perfect spot for the whale to be put in. But once again, this one is going to be hinging on a lot of stuff that I still haven't l- locked down in predictions. Yeah, yeah I, th- I mean... If only, if, if, if only Eddie Murphy was nominated in 2007, he probably would have beat DDL then. Probably would have beat Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean... Cinematography. Oh, interesting one. Uh, okay, um, I think this is a pretty solid lock. Um, it's just uh, once again, it's a uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh no, wait, oh. I'm sorry, that's not on here. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, so that like opened this category up wide open because like the leading mm. one didn't get nominated. Um, so I have this down as all quiet on the Western Front. Um, they want to give this movie a trophy or two. They're going to really want this movie to get a trophy. And this is the one where it's like the most beautiful. It's the most leading. I don't see anything really challenging it too well. Um, so I think this is all quiet on the Western Fronts. Jack, do you agree? I do think it's all quiet by a decent margin. I would say second placer is probably Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then uber wild card maybe tar just because it was such a crazy nomination i would say and that's also a best picture nominee uh, unlike the other two um but yeah i think the lack of top gun maverick and just the sheer technical presence of all quiet despite the uh the director nomination uh, i think this is probably going to be one of the other places where they go to it aside from international and hunter i have bardo no. I believe it. Oh, I believe what it. A, what a <laughs> if there's one thing no, about I, that, 
it's the cinematography that does I, get you. Yeah, it, it's it would be in this category. No, I mean All Quiet is my personal winner, and I, I am predicting it. But all serious, I'm predicting All Quiet. <laughs> yeah, but Bardo would be close. I actually really love. I mean, the movie and the cinematography. Yeah, I always I I tell people that listen, I'm like, Bardo is like. A Alejandro saw like a whole bunch of David Lynch movies, and I'm like, I'm gonna make a biopic of myself in the most David Lynchian way. I it's, it's fucking wild. I'll be. Yeah, I have all quiet on the Western Front. Key wins here. I have BAFTA and no Top Gun. Uh, that's yeah. pretty much sealed it up. That does help. But I mean, and key key wins for everyone else. Zero. Zero. Pretty much. I will say Elvis is a. Str- I mean, I think it's a lock, but it's Elvis is. It's probably sixty forty. Because the Mandy Walker of it all, she could become the first female to win cinematography. I've been mentioning this for a while. Um, But they didn't do it last year. And Warner Brothers, as great as they've campaigned Elvis this season, as soon as Top Gun would miss, they should have just put the put the pedal to the metal on campaigning mandy walker but they haven't so mm-hmm. you know i I think all quiet takes it here all right best costume design i mean man elvis is one and two in a lot of categories right. um, oh yeah so elvis is taking this uh i have key wins bafta costume designers guild and awards and most importantly it's Catherine martin who's That's already amazing. who's already <laughs> won uh for costume and production design for Moulin Rouge and Gatsby. So I have mm-hmm. Elvis and I don't really think there's a, a I think this is like 90, 10 at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. uh, what do you, what, what's your, what's your 10? <laughs> All the other ones. Split. <laughs> I, I, I just have black Panthers number two. Cause it won this previously, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing it because I can like, that doesn't really matter. Split the 10% between the other four nominees, Jack. And I think this is definitely like, I, I do think makeup and hairstyling is a bit close, but this is definitely the one Elvis win that I think really mm-hmm. will come to fruition. For Cause sure. Those, the, Cause those costumes, that's definitely one of the things that I noticed. I was like, dang, those are actually like really good. Uh, Hunter Elvis too. Yeah, I also like the biggest thing I have for is because people recognize the costumes. Like mm-hmm. it's Elvis costumes. Everyone knows what they look like and that that goes a long way in these categories. And Sean. Uh so yes, I definitely have Elvis and this is a pretty solid lock. Um I will say, you know, just way under the surface, um everything everywhere all at once, kind of like the yeah. same reason for score where like if the guilds love this as much as they do, which they do, like they, they could just like get all of these crazy unnecessary awards. But I mean, I'm uh, safe money's on Elvis for this one. Yep, hundred percent agree. Speaking of everything, ever all at once, is this where everything starts? Fil- mm. Best film editing, Hunter. Ooh, okay, good. You gave me a go. I mean, I was a little surprised. Like you didn't give Jack animated for you. Didn't give me costumes either. I was like, oh, true, true, true. The, the the narratives write themselves on the, <laughs> for these picks, but whatever. The problem is the ACE announces their winners tonight, so like we're flying a bit with some without a radar right now. I expect everything everywhere else to win in the comedy category, and I expect Top Gun to win in the drama category. If those results differ at all, then that would be a huge, you know, uh, swing. If you know if. If everything everywhere lost and then Top Gun won, I'd be like, okay, then now and then in the other way. But right now at this moment, because it won BAFTA and because you did mention if we had split the sound categories, everything everywhere would have at least probably a sound editing nomination. Probably. So that's why I'm going with everything everywhere here. Like 55-45. Like this is a 
shit, 51-49 at this point, really. Between the two of them, I'm going with that one, and I could... I am... I don't know. I'm going with everything I work because it's also most editing, and that is the whole movie yeah. is editing. Like, yeah. that is the movie, is the editing. Um, if you really want to reward it for that, you do it there. I will co-sign on everything everywhere. I think the... BAFTA wins with nothing to not to sniff at because of the fact that it did it so poorly everywhere else and it still was able to win editing. <clears throat> I think that was very telling. Like Aces tonight, so yeah. we obviously will find out a little bit more tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm going with everything everywhere all at once with Top Gun at a solid number two. Uh, Jack, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've got everything everywhere at one. And what's interesting about these two contenders is that usually, like, you know, we kind of lean towards the one with, like, the most editing. But mm. I think these two are the movies with, like, the most editing, just in different Which ways. Which is kind of crazy. I said most editing, and I didn't even mention Elvis. You know, I was like, that, yeah. there's also that there, too. Like, it's crazy. I mean, not that it's going to win, but, like, I was like, it's there. So, uh, before we go to Sean, like, the Elvis conversation, maybe we should have it. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's. I think it's a guaranteed third. Bohemian, Ra- yeah. if Bohemian Rhapsody can win editing, anything could win editing. That was like for like a behind the scenes reason of a story. Though. Like, <laughs> it wasn't just because of its god awful. Well, it's because also, like, the director went to jail. <laughs> well, it also helped that the Parasite wasn't going to be the big sweeper. Like that was still the underdog. And nineteen seventeen specifically has no editing. Yeah. Has no editing, so like that kind of opened that door. So that's true. Although it's 2018, I'm thinking the wrong year. Yeah, I was about to say, but uh, it it was mainly like straight up because like they they had a horrible job on their hands and they did a bad job, but uh, like they couldn't really help it. That's the that's the main problem there. Yeah. Show what you got. I mean, I have everything ever all at once. Um, I will say Top Gun Maverick, like it's like yeah, 49.5, uh, 51.1 or 50.1. Let's let's keep it going. Let's start there. Yeah, numbers getting closer (laughs) (laughs) because I I think with this one, you know, they want to honor Top Gun Maverick as much as they can in the technicals. Um, I also Mm -hmm. think everything ever all at once, like yes, it's gonna like rock this huge sweep probably, but it's gonna like have enough Oscars to like justify itself in on the above the line categories, so it doesn't really Mm -hmm. need any technicals. By the way, people don't think about this when they're voting, but it's still something yeah. that maybe they subconsciously. I love that I analyze stuff like that when like someone's like thinking about this stuff. They're not thinking about that. Can but, you imagine uh, like the eighty-five-year-old Oscar voter? He's like, "Damn, we got, like, well, everything's gonna win." Gonna <laughs> Let's go with something else here. It's funny that we talk about this a lot more lately, and I'm glad you brought that up. I was gonna bring it up when we talk about like screenplay and stuff, but like that the new Academy probably since the La La Land year, like mm-hmm. a lot of you know film twitter instagrammers are probably like you know they're like oh we have to give this movie an award everyone has to win something do they i mean like lord of the rings went 11 for 11 titanic won. i mean i know we're not in that era anymore of movies yeah. winning over 10 but birdman technically swept its year yeah. so the only thing they lost was michael keehan and i still haven't forgiven the academy for michael Fox. keehan <laughs> God damn it! I'd say the days of uh, movies winning like eight awards is kind of behind. I mean, Dune Dune came close, and Dune Part Two could come close as well. But like that kind of very close. I think Um, so. I think everything can max at eight. Yes. If we think about like what spoilers they can pull in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I agree. Uh, everything, everyone, editing. Uh, and Hunter, you said that I'm not running gimmicks here. Jack, best animated feature. (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty. There you go. Well, <laughs> I will go on and just say that I mean I'm yet to see the Sea Beast, but from just off the bat from the four movies that I have seen, this is a hell of a category. 
a damn fine category, if you will. Uh, I would honestly be happy with any of the first four movies winning, but I was really hoping kind of for a last minute surge from the Puss in Boots hive, but I do think Guillermo del Toro is bringing this one home at this point. It is a rappy scrappy. Yeah, and I am quite happy for it. I will definitely say yeah. both both that and Puss in Boots were in my top ten of last year. So yeah, I love crying, and then Pinocchio made me cry multiple times. Oh, it starts so, with it and it ends with it. So uh, I, I, yeah. I yeah, I love this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm with Pinocchio too. Hunter, same thing. Pinocchio, yeah. Sean, any anything else? This category loves stop motion. You got to go with Pinocchio. I mean, I, God, like the, like the, the Puss in Boots upset is exists. And I think if Pinocchio wasn't here, Puss in Boots would be walking into this category. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so freaking beloved, but Pinoc- like, you know, Toro is just such a good campaigner. Like there's no way like this is going out. And yeah, they, they put his name in the title for a reason <laughs> <laughs> to get away from Zemeckis. <laughs> well, that's but the two. Yeah. Um, moving There's on nothing, yeah, big 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 opponent speaking another slam dunk best international feature it's all quiet on the western <laughs> front that's it it's over um yeah. no no international feature has been nominated for best picture and lost this category so yeah. i guess that's all you need to say there. i mean jack would jack do you have eo at second place yes. it, 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 in my heart <laughs> in I my heart it is all, too in, in <laughs> my heart, I do what i do in my predictions only because i don't think all quiet loses mm. um no yeah so I'm just putting it there so I can look at it high on my list. But yeah. I gotta ask you guys: yeah, we, yeah. we predicted it on our pre- nominations podcast, and after mm-hmm. this thing I'm about to mention didn't happen, it kind of like the light went off. I'm like, wait, they've only done Parasite. The decision to leave snub in, in retrospect is it weird since they've only nominated one Korean film in the history, and it happened to be oh, the one that's that was true. It happened to be the I only mean, one that I mean, it won Best Picture, but it's still it's only I, happened once. Yeah. Oh, I figured because Park Chan Wook is such a respected director and it mm-hmm. won Best Director at Cannes that he would get in. It's such a popular movie compared to all the other ones. But at the same time, Park Chan Wook has never been nominated in this category. So I was like, well, that's also something as well. But it, was it was such a front runner, though. Like, it was a real yeah. solid front runner. It's so weird. I gotta, I gotta ask you put decision to leave. What are you taking out? Well, um, so I haven't seen some of these. Um, and in terms of um, I actually I, I will say up front, I haven't actually haven't seen Decision to Leave either because I have too many subscriptions. I'm not getting a freaking movie subscription. Um, <laughs> so, free trial. Um, it's not like you have to keep it. That's, well, oh, no, I will because I'll forget. Well, that's <laughs> same here. Uh, who would I, I guess you'd drop out. Um, and I heard it's great, but The Quiet Girl was a very yeah, surprising that nomination. Can, uh, that can go. Close was a very Ooh. surprising nomination, although I What's... heard great. Like. Yeah. What's the what's the fifth one? Because I know it's close, all quiet, uh, quiet girl, and then uh, EO. What's Argenti- the fifth one? Argentina in nineteen eighty five, oh, and that was kind yeah, of like an all star movie. I like that one. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that one. I really should have. So I'm gonna take that one out because that's the one I haven't seen. Yeah. And I put in this leaf, even though I've heard it's really good. So I really do want to see it. Yeah, yeah Argentina nineteen eighty five is good. This is a, this is a great <laughs> year for the category though, because usually great there's year. like two two movies that I'm like I have like. What was it Lunana Yak in the Classroom last year? Or was like, That's so okay. weird. This <laughs> year's <laughs> like all great movies that people have heard of. Alrighty, this category coming up was hard for about half, well, three quarters of the season, and then the last week got really easy. Documentary feature, Sean. Oh, wow. Now I feel a little bit bad about the got that really easy because I'm still, I still have four different novels yeah. that have Really? I thought, I think this is, yeah. so, I think this is. 
kind of so seen. you're like just you know you can't, you know, you can't say documentary is ever easy. You're saying I, you're saying all the beauty and the bloodshed. I'm assuming. Right? Oh no, absolutely not. Okay, so that I agree with that. I don't think it's gonna be all the beauty and the bloodshed, even though that has been like a front runner with a lot of buzz. All that breathes, I'll probably take out, but that is getting buzzy. Um, I, I, my way of looking at it is, I think Fire of Love in the um, since the octopus teacherification of the uh, documentary, where it's like you know the other uh, nominees of this are the world's gonna end, we're all gonna die, this is horrific, and Fire of Love is the one while while tragic in its ending, it is lovely, and we're looking at nature and we're loving that. So I have Fire of Love, but then the other one there that I have, yes. and I can't remember the name, which was it, Navalny. See, Navalny also could definitely win it because of the the fuck Putin vote, which I'm all for. Um, And I think that that like – and people really do love that movie as well. So this one is really tough for me. I have Fire of Love, uh, but I'm really unsteady about it. So I guess the reason I – for me specifically, I found it to be a little easier was Navalny – a couple of reasons. Navalny plays more like a political thriller than it Mm -hmm. does a straight-up documentary. Uh, number two, the Oscars don't like to do certain things back to back years, and we just got an archival footage winner last oh, year. That's true. Yes. And then number three, Navalny won BAFTA and PGA back to back weeks, so that together just put me that it's a Navalny plus the fuck Putin vote. I yep. think everything there. I think we got an. I think Navalny's going to take this. I think you just convinced me hardcore, and that is, takes a lot to do because I am very pretentious. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, I think you really convinced me on that one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I saw Navalny at Sundance last year, and I was like, oh, this could this could do really really well. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with Navalny, Hunter. Oh, Sean, go ahead. I just want to say, was were people surprised when Navalny got on the nominations? I was a little um, bit surprised. I, I think thought it, it could have been a player when I saw it. Yeah. But the fact that it doesn't play like a true doc in certain areas, especially with like you basically are listening to phone calls. I mean, it's engaging <laughs> as fuck, but it's like, good, yeah. <laughs> but you're all it doesn't play the way other docs played. Maybe it could have been that front runner that missed, but it ended up being um the uh, poor man's Wally. Uh, the Amazon one. Good night, Oppie. Good night, Oppie. Oh, good night, Oppie. <laughs> I mean, I I feel bad that poor man's off. Wally was actually how I figured it out. <laughs> uh, Disrespectful, but it worked. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I was surprised, but I was happy to see it. I didn't think it would win. That to be honest yeah. with you. Mm. I but the I think the whole moment the momentum is there for it. Uh, Hunter. What do you got? I'm I admire I admire your confidence to say documentary is an easy category because uh never is. But I, I have Navalny as well. I'll say when you, you didn't you did say a few categories ago that like people don't really think about history when they're voting is I don't think archival footage be like, oh we just wore one last year, we can't do it this year. I don't <laughs> think that'll stop. I do think with documentary feature is an area we can look at like them looking at i mean maybe they may not think about it per se but they don't do it often if at all subconscious true i'd say more for like the nominations and you can really rely on it but once you hit like the large voting body it was i mean navalny at pga and bafta in what a day in one day pretty much they did it that was big one uh ace tonight is Every one of these documentaries plus one other one. I think Good Night Oppie's nominated AC, so that doesn't matter. But like the four others are all nominated there, so that's a helpful one. Fire of Love won the DGA, so like I don't think it's easy. I mean, I have Navalny, but like more seventy thirty, I'd guess. We'll say that. We're gonna keep the number game going. Jack, what do you got here? 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Navalny for all the reasons you said, and then Sean furthered me with the uh, the fuck Putin element. Uh, but you know, this is also kind of a weird uh, category. Sometimes I remember Icarus a few years back. Uh, that was like a, a solid third or fourth place in terms of like mm-hmm. predictions, and that ended up winning. So we we also we don't have like much to go off of with. But I mean, the PGA and BAFTA combined—that's definitely a good combination to have. I'd say for sure. You know, Fire of Love wins. I'm going to be so pissed at all of you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think that was in first in terms of like the nomination predictions, and it's now like yeah. in third or something. Yeah. Um, There's still all the beauty and bloodshed. It's still right there. Like, any anything but that one, please. I really don't like that movie at all. I I I should I should have countered my own counter when I said they don't usually repeat. They don't usually repeat winners. So I I give you that that one. I should have said that. It's like Laura Portress has already won this. They really don't do two winners. So. Yeah, it should be. A, I mean, I feel good if Navalny wins. It'll be a good speech. And I think the speech at PGA uh, put note that Navalny's still in solitary confinement. So that speech mm-hmm. alone could probably put it over the top as well. Um, mm-hmm. All right, we're going on to the big ones. Original screenplay Ooh. owner. God fucking damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> Giving oh, me man. this one. Ah. Uh... Can Banshees really lose every award? Yes, they can. Absolutely can. BAFTA was an award show designed for that movie to win. And it could have won Best Picture. (laughs) But it still won Best Screenplay there. So, like, that's... That's... that's, that's, It's not not a DGA, because it can't be... Or, sorry, WGA. WGA. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. I think this is even closer than editing for me. Like, I'm really 50-50. Like, I'm not favoring one or the other right now. And... Just because everything everywhere is such surging, and like I think you can just take it based on that. But I have Banshees right now just because I want to put it there. So I really, I don't, I honestly have no idea right now. It's well, the same as supporting actors. Where I'm like, I really don't know. Like I'm, I will wait till like freaking two minutes before the ceremony to lock one in. At this point, yeah. I mean, this is. So, I think this I is have, the toughest I'm gonna category. Go, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Banshees just because of it, and I think if if everything everywhere is gonna win already, you know, six awards, four awards, five or whatever, and Banshees, this is really the only real shot it has. I mean, you Carrie Condon's the viable contender as well, but not the same as in screenplay. For sure, um, Sean, what do you got here? So I have everything ever all at once. Um, I mean, I uh, just going back to last year, and last year was weird, but I love Coda. But the fact that that got a best screenplay win is kind of bonkers, and it did that to like justify the best picture win, in my opinion. That once again, that's not probably how they voted, but um, I I know that it's not a one to one where screenplay always gets best picture. In fact, it's always like something different where like it would fall to Banshees, who, which is going to lose best mm-hmm. picture. Everything Everywhere at Once seems like the kind of movie that would normally just win Best Screenplay and nothing else because right. it is such That's what, an odd That was what movie. I thought it would be. Yeah, like and so yeah. I think that like for that reason alone, I think it's still even though you know everything is probably going to conquer the top prizes. I think that it's also going to scoop this one up, and I just think it was because you're right. Uh, Banshees did win at the BAFTA, but I think like. The, the bigger logline of that is that Banshee's underperformed at the BAFTAs, and I think that, like, lost a lot of its momentum. But, I mean, you know, if we're going to keep on doing 59-41 for this one, just or 50, <laughs> like, because I think that, uh, you know, Banshee's is very close. Jack, what do you got here? 
Ah, uh, yeah. I've I've got Banshees in first again by like a nanometer. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it is just like it's just gonna come down to my thought process on the last day of do they want to shower everything everywhere with everything or do they maybe mm-hmm. want to give do they maybe want to give some love because uh, like I'm sure I know they probably don't strategically you know try to like like divide awards but I mean. Martin McDonough is, like, a very, like, popular, like, filmmaker, despite having only made, like, what, like, five, six yeah. movies, and, like, mm-hmm. pretty much all, he's been up for this award, like, a lot, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he was up for it for three billboards last year, which I'd say he was probably in second place behind Get Out, mm-hmm. um, well, Lady and, Bird was there, too, yeah, yeah, that's, for, that's not that right it matters, me. not that it matters, yeah, um, but no, I mean, I, I, this is probably, this might be the closest 50-50 of the night for me there with um, the two lead actors. Yeah, um, I'm with you guys. I dare you not to mention Birdman. I dare you not to. I will mention Birdman, <laughs> but I will mention three yeah. billboards outside Ebbie, Missouri. Okay. Why? Because at the Golden Globes, it won Best Picture, Best Screenplay. At the BAFTA, it won Screenplay. Critics' Choice, Lost Screenplay. Wasn't nominated for WGA and then lost the Oscar wow. to get out. Not, we are literally is 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 a didn't qualify, didn't not even eligible. But my point yeah. is, we're following the same path with um the Banshees of Inisherin. Won the Globe, won Picture at the Globe, won BAFTA, lost Critics Choice, not eligible for WGA, and an Oscar happens. Get out one WGA. It won Oscar. I think if everything ever all at once with its momentum wins WGA tomorrow or tonight, uh, I think it takes home the Oscar. But you know, yeah. it could it could go the other way. But I do I feel okay with that. Um, yeah. I, I I would say Banshees is much more viable contender than Three Billboards, where mm-hmm. Three Billboards was a little more. Uh, it, it was a device back against movie. them. Yeah, and this one he got in, you know, he got four acting nominations. He got director was the big one that really helped me. That That's pushing me a little bit. And obviously you got the whole, everything everywhere doesn't need this to win. Oh, God, Best yeah. picture, obviously it, it, it's got a lot of other places it could win. So yeah, it doesn't. I need, and, and, I need to convince myself somehow because I actually do want to win this award. And I will, I, I I'm not going to bring Birdman up, but I will bring Boyhood up. Um, I I only say don't bring Birdman because Grand Budapest was supposed to win screenplay and I wanted it to, so I just I, don't want to hear it again. I think the whole 2014 thing is a perfect example because everyone expected all these movies like Boyhood, Budapest, and uh, to get all this love and spread, and it mm-hmm. obviously didn't turn out that way. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. This is yeah. definitely a toss-up. Uh, Jack, adapted screenplay. This is an interesting one because... Mm-hmm. I really didn't expect this to be like as strong of a front runner still to this day, seeing that it only has one other nomination, but there seems to be a lot of love behind women talking just in general, especially with this category. And it's, I think generally performed well um, across the board. So I do think it wins here. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's up for, yes, it's up for uh, WGA tonight. So that I think will either, Mm -hmm confirm or give some hesitation but i'm fairly confident in women talking and i think all quiet is probably in second hunter i have switched all quiet recently based on its win at baftas and others i still think 
it's very close as well. I'm not going to pull a number out here. We don't need to keep going with that on that <laughs> one. But it is it is very it is very close. I think uh, because of the surge for all quiet, the it's definitely based on a book. Obviously, everyone knows that everyone's read the book, or been assigned it in school yeah. and didn't read it actually, and just spark noted it. Who who did that? I didn't do that. Definitely. <laughs> no. But yeah, I have it for that one. Uh, women, yeah, the, the WGA. If women talking wins it, which I expected, well, I don't think Top Gun or Black Panther is going to beat the WGA. So like, I'm not too worried about that. So I have it based on the BAFTA win that. That between score and screenplay was where the BAFTAs gave the momentum to push it to those other categories for me. Nice. And Sean. So, yeah, this is uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is knocking on that door pretty hard, really hard. And it's also a clever adaptation. They did some new stuff to there, which was really effective uh, with the Daniel Brule storyline. Um, so it's a really cool adaptation in that regard. Um, so it wasn't just like a paint by number script, but I think, uh, all quiet is more of the technical darling, uh, than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this one, uh, goes to women talking, although, you know, it, it faltered a little bit because of that BAFTA win. Um, but I think that, you know, the fact that women talking, even though it only got best picture, that's still like that best picture was kind of like their way, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not, but like sort of like an intangible way of them saying, yeah, this will get best screenplay. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I will say th- this could turn into a licorice pizza versus Belfast because we all had licorice pizza. And when it lost WGA, at least for me personally, I switched to Belfast that yeah. week. So if women talking loses WGA, then I'm oh, God, switching, yeah. I'm switching be, right yeah. away to all quiet. Um, I, yeah, go ahead, Honor. I also think uh, if, Oscar voting was like a week later for nominations. I think Everberger would have a best director nomination over mm-hmm. Ruben sure. Osmond, but yeah. I now, mean that's a that's that's a that's a terrible thing for me to you know use as like oh that's why it's gonna win screenplay because this no, that's should happen. <laughs> now it's one of those where I think the momentum is so with it and yeah the best picture for women talking is what's keeping me from like fully i mean obviously if it didn't have if it didn't have best picture for women time then we'd all be on all quiet i guess at this point so yeah i guess i'll ask for adapted because it was pretty much the wide open of like we have two one front runner and then a whole bunch of other stuff is there anything Mm -hmm. that missed that you wish was there and adapted there wasn't anything this year (laughs) i don't know i mean mean, if if she said had gotten that's that was my that was my it's also like one of those right it is so weird because we all like most of us mostly took off. She said in our nominations, even though it had gotten everything it should have, but like there was no momentum, no real passion for that movie. It sucked. And it sucks because when I saw it at NIF, I mean, I had it in my year in advance predictions, but when I saw it at NIF, I loved it. And it was in my top 15 of the year, but I also felt like this is going to go in two directions, going to be critically acclaimed, but the Academy will not touch this because they're not ready to touch this. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and, there's also the general public, wasn't it? Right yeah. away, it was considered. I mean, it's the biggest, one of the biggest bombs of all time in terms of 2,000 theaters plus or whatever. So. It was an interesting narrative, though. Oh, a journalism movie didn't pack them into the theaters. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, this specific journalism movie, too. That's also a part of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at, uh, we were talking about Lincoln earlier in the podcast, and I was looking at its box office. That movie made $247 million. Woo! That movie people, people brought out schools to it. People were going that, that was also before days, oxygen man. was poisonous. So. I I do think she yeah, said uh, la- she said ten years ago probably would have made a little bit more money than it did. Oh, now. Yes, and you, you, I hate that you say that, uh, Dave. Right when we're talking about adapted screenplay, which Lincoln didn't win for Sorry some stupid reason. What one? You're killing Argo, right? 
Argo. Argo and that and picture. I was like, what the? And I like I like Argo. I like Argo, but that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> Come on, it's Tony Kushner, man. He'll get one one day. I, hopefully, maybe, hopefully. Honestly, um, I don't know. Next up, um, supporting actress. Uh, I guess I'll take that. All right. Well, we're. We're gonna we're gonna be pushing the time limit with this this one category. Well, really. All right. Well, do so, we want to do we want to go on and just get supporting actor out of the way? Okay. Uh, I mean, that was for Hunter. You wanted to go do supporting oh. actor. Ready? Uh, one, two, three. K. Uh, Kwan. <laughs> Any? Just that's yeah. it, right? No, no, I no, mean, no, 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 no. I know that I, I get it. Barry Kilgan with the BAFTA. And that was like, cute. That was cute. I have like you know nice. Anthony Hopkins flashbacks, but I just don't think so this time. Yeah, like, this, this is no. this is. A wrap. Go ahead, Jack. You want to say something? No, I was gonna say he's charmed the hell out of literally every stage he's been yeah. on. So I, I will be stunned if he loses. Now I'm gonna say this again on here. I've been saying it all season. Please let Harrison Ford give away this Oscar. Oh, that'd be lovely. We will last year's I'm, best supporting actress winner. Uh, Ariana DeBose, but there's no Will Smith this year, so they can kind of switch things around because there's oh, no Will fun. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So, See, but since they did it with Chadwick Boseman, I don't trust it anymore. The universe anymore to be that nice. That is true. <laughs> yes. I that's what I want for that. We, we, that we got the Scorsese yeah. Oscar with the three directors, and it was yeah. Like, or it's, right. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's like, all right, and the winner is Paul Greengrass for United 93. <laughs> I don't think there's a way. I like, I, I don't, I, I, until the day I die, I will believe the conspiracy theory that there's no way they got those three guys to give that without Oscar knowing, without yeah. knowing it was Marty. Like, absolutely I, not. But I just, I just, now that the tablet shower, I just don't trust the universe. Like, even if they, even if they open the envelope beforehand, like, oh yeah, he wins. All right, go out and present it. It'll probably still like change midway walking <laughs> to the stage. It, it, somehow it would have changed. Um, but yeah, supporting actors a lock. Supporting actors, that's another conversation. All right, so of a lock. <laughs> so I think we can start this yeah. by eliminating Hong Chow and Stephanie Sue. We're good yes. there. Love okay. them both. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Love Stephanie yeah, Sue. Sorry. I think she's. I obviously think she's better than Jamie Lee Curtis, but mm-hmm. that's not what the Oscars are about. Sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think I'm ready to get rid of Bassett because she reminds me a lot of Sylvester Stallone in Creed in 2015. Very true. Sure. Yeah, it, it's so tough because Angela Bassett. If she's winning this, she's winning it because she's Angela Bassett. Which, gotta be honest, I know that's kind of a gross thing with the Academy. Kind of okay with, like, I, I'm okay with the Academy Award winner Angela Bassett. Um, I think people are just thumbing their nose up at a Marvel movie. Um, the fact that she got nominated was a big deal. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sort of stepping on your uh, toes here, but no, no, you it's go so ahead. Tough because I, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of out too. I think she she got her uh, SAG. Um, she's campaigning great, but I think she's being a little bit more humble with uh, like showing off the movie more than her. So all right, so. That takes I, me to this is the guy who has Halloween as his, one of his favorite movies. You know he's picking. You know what he's picking. So here, so I'm gonna, I, I, yeah, my pick is my pick is Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh, here's here's my reasoning. I thought about this uh, a lot this week. Um, yes, I love Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis. Yes, I'm very biased. This is a biased pick. Um, before the season started, uh, I mentioned it in passing. I don't know to you guys, but definitely to a couple of buddies of mine, uh, that I thought Jamie Lee Curtis, once Michelle Williams shifted, I felt Jamie Lee Curtis had a shot if this movie was going to do well because supporting actress is one of those categories that they do like to give it to the vet. Then Angela Bassett won Globe and they kind of, I completely lost. 
Uh, I complete. Uh, Hunter, you you look perplexed. Well, I mean, they gave it to Arya DeVos last year. I'm Beau not saying every year. I'm not saying every I know, year. Both, like J.K. Simmons, as good the, as he was, that was also like a career Oscar as well, like for the well, character actor, Christopher, like, like Christopher Plummer. But like my my pick, they go a little younger with supporting actress. So that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like I that then SAG this week, uh, a couple of things happened. Not just her winning. Uh, the I am an actor thing kind of made me think a lot. Like you go through actor through actor that was going that that evening, and when they got to Jamie Lee Curtis, that crowd fucking erupted. That is true. Like erupted. Like it was like watching a Packers Pats or Vikings game erupted after like a touchdown type of thing. Then she won, and the smartest thing that she did was say, "Hey, my father's Tony Curtis, my mother is Janet Lee." Yes, I'm a Nepo baby, but I'm also 64 years old and I've been in this business my entire fucking life. Yeah. Like, that shows, like, you know what? Like, I've been around. I've had a career that I should have been nominated for A Fish Called Wanda. I should have been nominated for True Lies. Hell, maybe I should have even been nominated for fucking Trading Places and Freaky Friday. I should have <laughs> been here for, for, a, I should have been here before. And her speech got a standing ovation. Yeah. The fact that Carrie Condon, which I know a lot of people is a darling pick, if she wins, wouldn't be shocked. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these win. To be honest with you, but for mm-hmm. me, going on the the fact that we're looking at Carrie Condon, we're looking at Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in the Best Picture winner. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is also going to be the is honestly, in my personal opinion, the opinion, the reason everything ever all at once is here is because yes. of Jamie Lee fucking Curtis. She's the one that brought in the old academy. She's the one that's been championing this this whole time. She's kind of the one that put the idea of like, you know, this is a weird fucking movie, but we have myself as a vet. We have James fucking Hong as a vet. Like, and then the James Hong speech as well at SAG is like, yo, this is a vet. Right. This movie yeah. has every all types of Hollywood in it. So for that reason, the fact that I love Jamie Lee Curtis, the fact that this year SAG was the last thing people saw before Oscar mm-hmm. voting, the fact that she's been a champion not just for the movie but for Michelle Yeoh, I'm going with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, do I feel confident? Absolutely not. But I spent the week trying to make myself give myself a reason to go with Jamie Lee, and yeah, I'm going with Jamie Jamie Lee. Jack. Oh yeah, I. I'm pretty much on the same wavelength. I have Stephanie Shu and Hong Xiao at the bottom. I've moved Angela Bassett down because I do agree with Sean. I think that it would be more so of an award for her. But had Black Panther gotten into picture, then I think I would definitely be a bit more considerate about that possibility. Jamie Lee Curtis, though, she gets to be Jamie Lee Curtis and like a pivotal part of like the biggest front runner going into the night. So she kind of gets the best of both worlds, I think in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also, I mean, she definitely is also kind of not in the movie as much, I would say, but like a scene, a, a scene stealer mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, which is mm-hmm. something that I think can win these awards. If you're just like in a few small scenes, but like you still like make a splash. I definitely think that you can pull through and Carrie Condon. I mean, she's also on, she was just on better call Saul. Uh, which I know the I'm sure the Academy voters were watching, so I'm sure they know her from. <laughs> oh there yeah, as well. they were definitely watching. <laughs> they oh, love to I give it to Better Call Saul. <laughs> I hope I, I hope they dip their toes into TV on the occasion, but I do think it's probably those top two. 
I'm leaning Jamie Lee Curtis, but this is one of those categories that I could switch three times before next Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Hunter. I have Angel Bassett has fallen to maybe three, probably maybe two still. And I think Jamie Lee Curtis is number two. I think the loss of Angel Bassett only because I, I can't really just see Jamie Lee Curtis winning for this. Not that I can see you're not winning, but I can, it's just such a, late addition to a Oscar race, basically, where Carrie Condon, I think, has been there the whole time. She won the BAFTA, which she wasn't not going to win the BAFTA, I would say, at the same point. But I think Angela Bassett falling out really benefited Carrie Condon more than it did Jamie Lee Curtis winning SAG. So that's why I'm going with her just barely on this one here. Because it's it's that's that's she is the emotional center of Banshee's, that very dark movie. As very twisted emotions. She is the warmth, the goodness of it that you walk away with. You're like, you you really love her. So. Yeah. Sean? So, yeah, I, I have Carrie Condon as well. Not terribly confident. Um, you guys made really good arguments for Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of scary good, where now you're going to screw with me for the next week. <laughs> um, but I, I just think with this one, especially because I have everything all there all at once getting screenplay, this is their chance to nominate Banshees, or to like get, or not nominate, excuse me, honor Banshees with mm-hmm. this win. And I think that just because there isn't really a solid front runner at all, I mean, none of us are really confident about what our picks mm-hmm. are. And like the really the only solid front runner was Angela Bassett. And that was very unsteady from the beginning. I also think like Bassett mm-hmm. and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis are iconic Hollywood names They're And they're both in strange movies. Now, one of those movies is going to win best picture, but you know, like they're both in strange mm-hmm. movies. So they like, I don't know. I, I always get weird about saying that people will cancel each other out, but that could be something that paves a way for Condon maybe, but I'm really, really not confident yeah it's it's a tough one that's an interesting point yeah yeah um no yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna be a tough tough decision i I kind of just going back to like the vet wins i went back to look at the last 10 years of supporting actress wins like we have ariana debose yu john jung laura dern regina king allison janney viola davis that was like a a four-year run of career wins Mm -hmm. so like i feel like when you're not a leading actress per se anymore in hollywood i think that's where the academy likes to reward elder statesmen in hollywood when it comes to the actresses true also, to also pump all up, those <laughs> keep you go ahead. Actually, uh, to pump up the Jamie Lee Curtis thing, I mean, we say that oh, it's kind of late with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning the SAG, like for like her popularity to surge. But uh, you just mentioned uh, Yu Jung Yu for uh, Minari. Yeah, and I remember that was Best Supporting Actress was a bit of a mess at that point, and then she mm-hmm. won, and everyone just kind of turned their head and said, "Oh, that makes sense." And so they just like they all every all the yeah. everything just barreled behind her. Yeah, and yeah. let's not forget. I mean, a, very different, but let's not forget Marsha Gay Harden who just popped in on oscar night and won the oscar <laughs> i mean well i'm thinking more like 2007 ones where like tilda. really tilda swinton has an oscar for like <laughs> nothing nobody knows that but yeah <laughs> so like but he split where it's like amy ryan won the sag and ruby d that won, was a nuts one ruby d won the sag or every, it was yeah it was like i will yeah, say we, it's very exciting we, this we is very exciting <laughs> Like I, like I kind of don't want this to be near the top of the show. Just make us wait for like two hours and put it at oh, like ten o'clock. He's gonna win the first award. Yeah, gonna make us really sweat. With, um, with with screenplays and the supporting actress, the supporting actors being like the first couple of categories. That's like gonna be a big like. Yeah. Oh, an if, indicator. If, if like Jamie, I mean, obviously Key's gonna win. If, if if everything everywhere wins like screenplay and Jamie Lee, like. Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not that I have any doubt right now, spoiler for who's winning Best Picture, but like that one's just like you might as well just go to sleep because like it's it's I mean, 
Actually, I'd be more inclined than once like score came up. I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, yeah. now. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, lead actress, Sean, all easy peasy going. You forward. are the meanest person. This is like forgetting <laughs> visual effects. So we've yeah. been doing numbers. I can't promise I won't stop doing numbers, but I will say that right now, this, this, these numbers are going to be Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett at literal 50, 50, mm-hmm. um, right. at literal 50, 50. I gotta be honest. I'm, I almost want to predict a tie, even though that's like a statistical. Can we, impossible. can we, can you make that happen? Can you call your friends I, at the I Academy? Sort of so be so good. And I'm really close yeah. to doing it. Like on one hand, I think this, like I'm, I'm leaning emotionally towards Michelle Yeoh. I think that just with the popularity of everything ever at once. And I think James Hong's speech helped win her that award because that was this <laughs> yeah. most like encompassing speech where it's like, let's give this award to an Asian. Let's give this award to another woman of color. Cause we need that. And um, I think that at this point, like, but then on the other hand, I can't imagine Kate Blanchett losing for this uh, performance. I get she has two. I get that. It's not that hard to get three though. All right. McDormand did it by like hitchhiking across America. So, and shitting yeah. in a bus. And I think that like at this point, I, Damn, man. I really it's so tough <laughs> It's like, it, I'm t- my head is Blanchett all the way. My heart is yo all the way. And what are the voters going to do? Because they sometimes vote with their head. They sometimes vote with their heart. And so this is like, I mean, I straight up impossible to predict. I have it at a 50-50 dead even split. I don't know what I'm going to do when I put my article up on Tuesday. I'm, I might literally flip a coin. Um... I am with you. <laughs> it, it perfectly embodies me too. Um, I think I'm going Michelle Yeoh. Um, do I think Kate Blanchett has the better performance? I do. That's not, but that's not the conversation here. Um, let's just remember 1974. Um, Al Pacino in The Godfather Part Two lost to Harry and fucking Tonto. Uh, I was having a great day today. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I apologize. Great day and you now you can. That. You, I apologize. You can be happy to know that all those voters are dead. All <laughs> dead. Like, you're, you're fine. They won't. They're not going to do this to you again. They're, they're um, gone. I, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever. I, I wasn't even any. I wasn't even like living in, in a ball sack in 1974, and I still can't get over Al Pacino losing for Godfather Two. Um, no, but like that just shows, and we've seen many iterations of that throughout the years that the best performance doesn't always win the best narrative sometimes is what wins and you kind of nailed it the james hong speech for me really said it because like i think his speech tackled the fact that he's been around for 94 years of the academy awards and the fact that this is the first time they have a shot at this it's kind of amazing to be honest that an award show we love has been so bias towards certain demo um i yeah and i i i think it, that's the story to tell with everything ever all at once i can't like we did it with i'm gonna bring birdman up again we did it with birdman Aww. Oh, but, acting well that's, this is gonna hurt you more because michael keaton was acting yeah um i i i do think michelle yo wins and she's gonna hit, give a hell of a speech and honestly man like i think kate blanchett wants michelle yo to win <laughs> She does. She absolutely does. Oh, and she's yeah. pulling straight forward for her. Yeah. So I do think I think I think it's Michelle Yo. Jack, do you have Andrea Riseborough? <laughs> tempting as tempting as it is, no. I actually have Michelle Williams for the fable. I, I see uh, it. I see it. <laughs> it it's, uh, it's gonna be great that night when Michelle Oh, oh boy. Which one is it? Not yeah, that I like expect when, uh, Williams, Mark, but like just Mark that. Spielberg, yeah. Spielberg, 
Spielberg's never lost every award at an Oscar ceremony, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, the, yeah. uh, it's it's 50-50, man. And I'm, I'm leaning Michelle on top of what you guys say. I think the combo of winners with her and Key, I think that's just something that, like, I think that's just, like, a good combo to have. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think, like, you have both winners, and, like, it's hard to imagine one performance without the other. They just work so well together. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, in favor of Kate Blanchett, I mean, three-time Oscar winner Kate Blanchett is will probably be a thing in the future. I it's agree. just a matter of when, mm-hmm. really. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this, I mean, certainly would be, like, a very worthy one to be that third and maybe even my favorite of the bunch. But kind of like you guys have been saying, I mean, she's just has had such a moment this season and it's just, I think is continuing to get better for her. And even, yeah, I think Kate Blanchett wants her to win. And I even think Michelle Yeoh would be happy if Kate Blanchett won. I think they're pretty good Mm -hmm. friends. So. And I think this is also following the last uh, person of color victory trajectory because Halle Berry won SAG and then that led Mm -hmm. her to Oscar. So. And then this is t- a very reverse alien versus predator. Whoever wins, we win. Like, I mean, yeah. like, Blanchett yeah. gives the performance of the decade. And like, man, but if we get a tie, like you mentioned, Sean, that, I that would, lose that would my mind. Like best, that would world be the best world, moment. Put the world watch. World, world <laughs> peace would be achieved at that moment. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Hunter, are you, where are you at here? I, I just talked about Jamie Lee Curtis. Not you. I couldn't. You think take her sag win as just just the sag queen and be like oh that's an oscar but for michelle yo i think i can do it that <laughs> really helped the same as sean where you like he brought france mcdormand one for no man land but i'm like oh but that category was super competitive that year and no man was the best picture but tar is not a best picture front runner and then i do that eight thousand more times in oh, a yeah. fetal position so i'm like <laughs> okay well then i'm like i, I don't i i i have michelle yo based on that the michelle yo chant She's been the one there all year round that I was shocked actually that Kate Lynch has been sweeping so much. I was like, I think she's going to trip up at some point. And then she finally did here. And this is kind of the point where right when everything ever was surging with the, the BAFTA wins, not, not a ton, but then the DGA win, the PGA win, and then the SAG win. I'm like, this is all at the right moment for Michelle Yeoh to get it. If Michelle Yeoh had won the, she did win the globe. If she had won something like critics choice, the critics choice, if she had, which that one was crazy that she didn't win a Critics' Choice. I'm not, that's also one thing that's tripped me up. We're like everything everywhere pretty much swept that night, and she still couldn't win that one. They do like, vote with a little different Critics' Choice, like they do. Yeah. Vote with and that was also a different part of the season where everything everywhere was still like, oh, is it gonna really win Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Could and then that, that now was still it's like free, the, it's that was still like Spielberg Daniels were you know 50, yeah that 50 was still we were, and we'll probably we were still figuring out it's like is Fableman's gonna take it is it Banshees and now it's like it's not even close really it's so Fableman's like that's kind of why we're for sure I remember yeah, those. I'm, it's good jokes <laughs> actually bad jokes because it makes me sad <laughs> Jack you had makeup and hairstyling so it's only right that you have best actor yeah, yeah that's I, true I, I figured as much uh. You you know you said you said to me yesterday, Dave, that you had done some talking and you think that it kind of has I, become a bit more clear for you. But... I, a little bit, not like uh, not well, like it's not like documentary clear, but it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's clear. I'm still going on <laughs> documentary being easy. You're doubling down. I appreciate that. <laughs> I remember saying on the po- saying on a couple podcasts ago or whenever it was before SAG that. 
if there were to be any competition and like Fraser would like come up and like be an issue, I said it would probably be SAG and then that's what ended up happening. So now there's a mm-hmm. legitimate race between and I think Austin Butler winning BAFTA, I think that was quite surprising, honestly, since I feel like Elvis, I originally assumed would probably play better for the American Academy rather than the British Academy. Um, I mean, Colin Farrell was right there to win it. Yeah, you're supposed oh, that, to. That too, and, Ban- and Banshees was cleaning up in the acting categories too. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, as much as I love Farrell, I do think he's in third place. Uh, I do, I, I do have Austin Butler still at the moment, but I do think Brendan Fraser is right there, and I'm primarily going there just on the sense of the general support from everybody else, but. I also do think Brendan Fraser could be just be a solo win for the whale because that narrative is definitely there. And he's, he has also been killing the speech game for those few times that he has been able to get on a televised award show stage. And I do think there is also just general good love for him too. And like Kihui Kwan, he's got a really nice narrative comeback. And unlike the other kind of young fresh faces who want, well, not so much fresh, but, younger faces who won best actor like Rami Malek and Eddie Redmayne. They'd had some significant stuff beforehand, like Mr. Robot, Les Mis and such. Austin Butler kind of just has like a small role in once upon a time in Hollywood. That's it. So he doesn't have like the soul. He kind of has to just ride on the performance alone and the rest of the movie rather than, you know, he has to make his own campaign rather than having like a pre-existing relationship with a lot of people. So I still think it's close, and I'm still leaning Austin Butler, but I can very easily be swayed, Brendan. Cool. Um, I have Austin Butler. Um, mm-hmm. So we we look at like the SAG one, and I'm happy for Brendan. And we've looked at SAG a lot today, and I think the speeches I've I think we all agree are very important. And I think Brendan's speech was good. I don't think it was enough to sway. And where I say the Academy, the biggest uh, group of the Academy is actors. I'm looking at the fact that Elvis is loved in other bodies of the Academy. And that vote, that international vote as well, went to Austin Butler. That international vote for the Oscars, I think, will go to Austin Butler. Then we have, like I mentioned, all the texts that Elvis is nominated in. That shows they saw Elvis. They loved Elvis. And I feel like that vote will go to Austin Butler. And then most importantly, I we uh, Hunter mentioned Chadwick Boseman before, like we can't not take into consideration the strength of being a best picture nominee. And the fact that the whale couldn't even get into adapted screenplay and just got stuck with two nominations. It was hard for me to just, you know, go with Brendan Fraser here and the whole of they don't do this often. The the Rami Malik is a very rare thing for them to go young and lead actor. But this is even more of a we're bringing you in from nothing per se because like you mentioned, uh, by then Rami Malik had already won the Emmy for Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. This is like you said, Jack. This is like taking from scratch and like this guy's like going to be a super duper star and the Oscar went on top. Like however you feel about Elvis aside, I don't think he's the reason you guys may not like Elvis because I think he's incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Austin Butler and I think with evidence i put myself to make my convince myself me 
you know, I think I feel okay about it. More okay than I do with like Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, Hunter, what do you got here? Uh, well, I mean, also with Rami Malek, I mean, you mentioned a little more veteran actors, sporting actors. They love biopics in this category. Oh, yeah, I mean, that too. That's, that that's too. the reason I think Biomalek won. I mean, obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody was a, made almost a billion dollars. A billion dollars <laughs> for that movie. It's crazy. And, which is similar to what Elvis practically did in pandemic box office terms, where it yeah. made $200, $300 million, which is like a billion dollars nowadays, if you're not sure. a Marvel movie sure. at this point. Which doesn't even make a billion dollars anymore. And you know, y'all forgot the most important award he's won. He won the Minnesota Film Critics Award. Yeah, he did. Award. Come on, That's guys. True. He yeah, it usually leads you to it. Yeah. I know and the I correlation is a ballot. I didn't even put him on my nominee ballot and he still won. So, like, you know, there's genuine support out there. The correlation is 100% with Minnesota, right, Hunter? Well, uh, the problem is we gave Nicolas Cage and Pig Best Actor last year. Uh, so it's not, not it's quite not. <laughs> And we gave Chadwick Boseman the year before, so actually we're not too good. So I'm, actually, don't, I'm not feeling great. About this. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. So, but yeah, but I also have because of the makeup win, and Dave's already said it. Elvis is probably going to win two, three other awards on the night. It could win five or six. Like it's it's there in every category it's nominated. It's pretty much there. And so I Sean. There, yeah. there was there was talk way back when when like the nominees were coming out where Elvis could like be this surprise for Best Picture and it was like pretty viable arguments. Yeah. That's not happening, but I think that like the the nomination for Best Picture is kind of the tiebreaker on this one, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. thinking this will be uh this will be uh, Butler's Paradise because um you know Frazier is definitely going the sentimental route, definitely going the sentimental fra- favorite. It makes a decent amount of sense if he does win, um, and a lot of people are getting very convinced. I just think. Butler has had such high momentum throughout the entire season. And I, but I, I predicted Frazier for the SAG win, um, but still like was never like deterred by uh, Butler winning. So I think that like that was going to be his award was the SAG win, which some actors do consider a better honor. Um, and so I think that that's what's going on here. I think that uh, that was his big moment to be recognized by his peers. And then I just think this is going to jump right to uh, Austin Butler and Elvis. Yeah. And uh, one, one last note, the career comeback oscar lately has not gone well for these actors and actresses i mean we look at a career for glenn close she lost mickey rourke he lost michael keaton he lost and then the last actor to win best actor and a non-best picture nominee is jeff bridges for crazy heart and i don't even think and i don't even think there was a number two that year so yeah and, and crazy heart sucks so uh, <laughs> it's bad, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. it but, probably was like Colin Firth and like a single man, but like yeah. that was his only nomination. It's like nobody cares about that movie. Like as great, next year, and as, a biopic performance next year. Go ahead, Jack. One more thing in regards to Butler, I will also say that I just think that along with the movie itself, his campaign has been unreal. Very good. Like so he, good. he he he's been like kissing all the babies, doing everything. He's got the SNL hosting gig. That's always promising. Ariana DeBose did that the year prior. You know, that's always a, like if a front runner does that, I'm like, all right. So they're getting seen elsewhere, too. Uh, and he's just been like all over the place. So he's definitely well in their mind and conscious and all that. For sure. All right. Last two. I mean, Hunter has to go. <laughs> Hunter has to go. And I'm, I'm glad these last I'm, two are, are, are what true. they are. I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about time with these. last two. All righty. Really so <laughs> best director is me. Uh, the Daniels, everything ever all at once. The only thing I'm going to say yeah. is if there is a number two, it's Spielberg. But we're not going to do Mike Nichols and Jane Campion again as the lone win for the movie. So the Daniels uh, is going to win yeah. uh, director. Uh, does anyone have anything different? 
I love you, Fablemans, but I'm sorry. You're, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 hope, I'm hoping at this point the downward slope of Fablemans is just going to bounce back. That like we take so much pity on Spielberg for like at this point, but. I, okay, I, I gotta I, just I, talk I, about I, that for a second. The guy is fine. He's got two directing Oscars. He's I, doing great. I know they're from a century ago, but he's doing okay. <laughs> I looked up like Owen 15 at the Oscars since then, since 1998, between picture and director. And I know, like, feeling pity for the most successful filmmaker in the world who's, like, one of the <laughs> richest people ever is not really... Like, we just had Triangle Sadness and Glass Onion about this. Why am I... <laughs> He doesn't mind as much as we all do. I know it. He's praising the Daniels. He's praising Top Gun Maverick. He's fine. Yep, I agree. Uh, and best picture, Hunter. <gasps> well, uh, I mean, Triangle of Sadness did get picture and screen or director and screenplay. So like, Can you know, I? there's something yeah. there. Hold him. And they it. got a reward at somewhere. They're not going to do it there. <laughs> so I'm thinking this might be it. <laughs> no, it's everything everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's. There's so many times where I was just like, oh, if it doesn't win this, then I'll probably be, then maybe I'll think of something else, and then it wins. Like, yeah. oh, if it wins PGA, oh, Top Gun might win PGA, that'll be something. Oh, it wins. Oh, if it doesn't win at the, well, the Globes is always going to be McDonough. They love that. So, like, yeah. it was what critics' choice. It's done everything it needs to, and yeah. also is a box office success that people genuinely very much passionately love. Agree. So it's one critics' choice SAG, PGA, DJ are probably going to win WGA. There is no movie in the history of the Academy Awards that has lost Best Picture after winning all those. I mean, it's over. It, by the way, losing the globe helps. Yes, I do. I agree. Uh, Jack, anything to add there? I, I don't think there's ever been a 180 this severe. I don't think anything has ever gone from like such a like underdog, you know, like like little engine that could to just such an overwhelming juggernaut i mean this is insane mm-hmm. like i yeah i'm so happy for the movie and everyone behind it because like back in april i didn't think nobody this. saw this coming no. maybe maybe no. like we said earlier maybe like an original screenplay win at best yeah. but like now it could win like it could theoretically win seven eight so, yeah, yeah and yeah. with yeah. like with like five or six of those just being in the top categories alone. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, we were talking about the acting categories before. The only thing I forgot to mention about like the Jamie win is that there's never been a three acting win at the Oscars that culminated mm-hmm. with the Best Picture win. But three car. Yeah. Oh, network! Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the only yeah the only the only thing I'll say is like Kodich showed that anything can happen at the Oscars, so yeah. history can change. Um. Yeah, I mean, this would be the first time for me specifically since I think 2006 that my favorite film of the year won Best mm-hmm. Picture. It's been it's been a long time. What, yeah. what about you guys? Also helps helps with legacy. If Fableman's in the if it won over everything everywhere, that would be bad for history because everyone's everyone ten years from now or even now would be like, really, this won over everything everywhere. So like, it's the right winner that the public is saying like everything also- everywhere should win. It's transcended a lot of the negative narratives that we all had probably at the beginning of the season where we're like, well, the old white people won't go for the butthole fights and the uh, like the hot dog fingers. And mm-hmm. that, they clearly that just are. hasn't been the case. They've just they've, like, they've I gone they've just, like forgot about those crazy moments that would normally turn them off. And instead they say um, like laundry you know, like and the, taxes, the, the laundry and taxes speech yeah. like just hits everyone's gut. And I think that's what that'll, that'll, that's, that's, that's got to be the screenplay. That's a scene. Yeah. yeah. And also, let's say one, like a yeah. 24. I mean, they just know how to run some of the best campaigns 
Reigns. They're having the greatest year of all time. Um, and also they they were the ones that were responsible for uh, the Moonlight upset. And like that was yep. one that was a straight up Oscar impossibility. And so I think that A24 knows how to do something that like, you know, a lot of other studios don't know how to do. They just really are good with campaigning. Agreed. All righty. Mm-hmm. So we're all confident 100%. We're going perfect here. Um Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even uh, though all, half the categories we differed on, so we'll all get it right. <laughs> yeah. so Somehow. As, so as a group, times. we've got this. Um, yeah. yeah, so that wraps up this year's prediction episode. Uh, we'll come back in two weeks to see how we did. Jack, plug your shit. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd. Uh, you can also find all of us on the League of Cinephiles. We're about to get our singles film trivia tournament started here pretty soon. We're revealing the bracket tomorrow. Uh, and we'll be, we'll be getting started with those matches here soon after. Hunter. Uh, you can find me at the cinemadispatch.com and the League of Cinephiles, the Critics Circle. Yeah, the singles trivia tournament. You got you guys in your New York gatherings coming up. That'll be so exciting to watch. So I'm happy for that. Yeah. All right, Sean, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is always a blast because, you know, nobody else wants to hear me like gab about Oscars for two hours. So <laughs> it's great. Like now I'll be able to talk about something else at my dinner party tonight. But um, I'm at Math Teacher Movies on Instagram, uh, the guy at the Movies Podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, also I do an awards outlook um, column every week. And this week will be my predictions that will be uh, very, very uh, different and scheduled than tough. <laughs> Awesome. And you can find me at the Cinematic Reel and cinematicreel.com. You can also find my work on Tomatoes. Until next time, see you at the movies, kids. <laughs>